This podcast is supported by Understood Explains. As parents, we are often having to figure out things as we go, and that is very true for our children's education. And to help you out, I want to tell you about a podcast called Understood Explains. This season is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Ortube, and she discusses all the things you'd want to know about individual education plans, or IEPs, what they are, why they're needed, who benefits from them, and what to expect when you have meetings with teachers. I could have really used this podcast when my son had an IEP for speech when he was six. I was overwhelmed trying to understand the process and what everything meant. The episode on Understood Explains, Does My Child Need an IEP?, was the kind of info that would have really helped me get the most out of the educational support of the IEP for my son. And if you need that kind of support, I really recommend this podcast. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains. Welcome to Mom and Mind. This is a podcast all about perinatal mental health and wellness related to conception, pregnancy, birth, loss, postpartum, and new parenthood. But more than that, we aim to deepen our truths, shed light on real issues, speak about our pain, feel understood, and offer a path to healing. We raise the volume on these topics in hopes that someday everyone will have the support and information that they deserve before they need it. Please note this podcast is not a replacement for treatment by a professional or professional training. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Mom and Mind. I'm your host, Dr. Kat. I'm coming on today to talk about self-care and expectations around healing and recovery in perinatal mental health. So first, I'm going to start off with a little exercise for us to do right now. What comes up for you when I say self-care is necessary? Notice what you're thinking about self-care. Notice what you feel in your body even. Are you totally cool with this idea? Is it something you do all the time? Or do you find yourself tensing up or rejecting this idea or rolling your eyes at me? Like, what's this lady talking about? Now, what comes up for you when I say that feeling better is going to take time? Is it, yeah, no, duh, lady? Or do you feel anxious that you have to wait? Do you want to be better yesterday? Or is it something else? So let's put those together then that self-care is necessary for you to feel better. And it's going to take some time. First, I'll just say I've had a growing sort of irritation, I guess, with the words self-care as they've sort of become a bit played out and people are associating self-care with doing things that cost money or take a lot of time or that's for people who have a lot of time. But I'll also say that when you say self-care to people, it can also sort of elicit some strong reactions. And by that, I mean, it's sort of a loaded thing. It can feel heavy, like, oh my gosh, that's something else I have to do. Or you can have negative feelings associated with it, depending on where you've heard about self-care from. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, 
a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Co., and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. Or you can even have feelings of guilt coming up with just the idea of self-care. Like that's not something you're supposed to do. I think for the most part, people get the idea that self-care is needed. You know, we've all heard the sayings, you can't pour from an empty cup or that you put your oxygen mask on first before you put one on your child. And I think what really bothers me about the whole concept of self-care is that we even have to have this conversation at all. I think what it is, is that it is upsetting that we have to talk about self-care and remind people that it's good and okay for them. We live in a world where most of us haven't grown up knowing that self-care is necessary, or even maybe we did self-care, but we didn't call it self-care and we weren't naming things the way that we name them now. But I think the fact that we have to have a conversation about self-care and help people to do that for themselves and understand what that is for themselves. I mean, that's a, I don't know, that's a problem. It would be nice if it were just a second nature that we all just could engage in self-care without having to feel guilty. I also think I just want to rename self-care to something else, but I haven't figured out what that's going to be yet. But for now, here we are. Self-care is what it is and it's important. And that's why I'm talking about it. So some of the dynamics that come up in psychotherapy, things that I hear from other people, specifically with mothers around self-care is, well, what is that even? What is self-care? What does that look like? How do I even do self-care? When would I be doing that? When do I have time to do that? Does it even help? This self-care thing, will it even help me? I feel selfish when I engage in self-care. And then... And then also I hear, well, I'm doing the self-care, but I still feel the same. And then now I feel guilty too. Again, coming back to that guilt that we talk about so much because it's ever present. And I'll say self-care isn't everything. It's not. It is part of the healing that we need to get through most anything. And healing doesn't happen right away, unfortunately. I, you know, as we've talked about before too, A lot of people who are suffering really want to feel better like last week. And that's 
very understandable. So engaging in things like self-care seems, I don't know, it seems like not enough for a lot of people. And there's a whole other layer that we're talking about here is that the expectations on self-care are really high, especially for people who aren't used to engaging in it. It's like, okay, fine, I'll do it. And now that I'm going to do it, it better work and it better work quickly. And, and not that people are actually saying that to me or to themselves, but it's kind of the expectation. It's sort of the feeling that comes along with the self-care and with recovery and healing in general. And really, it's so hard to wait to feel better. But self-care is cumulative. It takes multiple efforts over time. And that can be really, really hard. It can feel like you don't even have the energy to think of what to do for yourself. So let's do that now. What does self-care look like for you? Really think about that. And in this list that you may be coming up with, I'm going to ask you to not include things that cost money. Although those things are very helpful and we can have a whole other episode on things that cost money for self-care. Things like massage, psychotherapy, acupuncture, mani-pedi, those things are fantastic. And if they are on your list in some form, then great. That's great. But I kind of want to challenge us to think a little more deeply. What I'm talking about are the things that you do for yourself that might be totally unnoticeable to others. So here's a potential list. Eat breakfast. Sit and drink your coffee. Drink water. Ask for a hug. Notice your feelings. Accept your feelings. Reach out to a friend. Go on a walk. Tell yourself you're awesome. Sit in the sunlight. Take three deep breaths. Take a shower. Say no to something that you really don't want to do. Get out of the house and breathe fresh air. Then the icing on the cake is to acknowledge to yourself that you've done a bit of self-care. And here I could easily talk about how guilty people may feel about self-care, but I don't want to emphasize that today because I think this is really about seeing the benefits. The guilt is there, it is not useful, and it for sure does not make you feel better. So what's on your list? It might be really worth it to write yours down. And if you find that your list has one or two things on it, then maybe it's time to grow that list. And again, this doesn't need to take monumental effort. You don't need to take chunks of time out of your day. Sometimes these little tiny breaks that we give ourselves, like sitting in the sunlight for two minutes, helps us to slow down. If not, and again, it's not going to fix everything. When you're in a state where you have just the onslaught of feelings of anxiety, worry, sadness, frustration, irritability, you name it, your list of symptoms that comes up for you, when you can give yourself even just a minute break from it, it does something over time. And the more aware you can be about how often you're giving yourself those small little breaks, how often you're listening to your intuition about what you need, maybe you do need a hug. And for some people that can be really hard to ask for. But even acknowledging to yourself that you have a need can be revolutionary in the day-to-day, 24-7, 
care that you're doing with an infant or multiple children. What do you need? Is there some way that that can be attended to? I'm going to say yes, there is. And the challenge here is that we have to make space for that. Certainly, we can ask for support from other people to help us make space for that. Like, hey, partner, I really need five minutes to myself. I really need two hours to myself. Whatever that is, just letting people know. But it's hard to even let people know when we don't ourselves know what we need. And sometimes just sitting in the sunlight can help us come to that. We need moments of quiet in order for us to be able to even hear our intuition and hear what we need. And maybe sometimes you just need to sit down and cry. And that's totally fine. Again, feeling your feelings and allowing yourself to have them and accepting them is part of self-care. And as you write your list, as you think through this, again, doing any one of these things won't necessarily recover you or heal you entirely. That getting out of the funk of this may take several approaches at once. And like we were alluding to before, there are some things that might cost money like psychotherapy or a support group or taking medication or supplements. And I'll just also say that for everybody, sleep should be on this list. Self-care has to include sleep. In my mind, that's not negotiable. That you allow yourself to sleep is so important. And that might mean uh, it's, it's very, very hard for like highly anxious moms to do, but it might mean, you know, putting your phone down at night, putting it across the room um, so that, you know, you're not up staring at it and scrolling through social media and starting to feel worse. That may be negotiating with somebody in your family or a friend or someone to come and give you a break so that you can sleep. Anyhow, sleep is crucial. But the power of investing in yourself in these ways is crucial too. It's a crucial part of feeling better. What I really hope comes through clearly in all of the Mom and Mind episodes, and including this one, is that you don't have to suffer and that some of your relief can come from yourself. What you offer to yourself. There really is no benefit to ignoring yourself and your needs in the long run. And anyone who's been through anything difficult can tell you that the longer you go on pretending things are cool or telling yourself that it's not bad, the worse off you feel in the end. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. With sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends, at Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, 
we can help you become a no guilt mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Guilt Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. And, you know, there are times where you need to to tell yourself it's not that bad and, you know, to get through. And that is one way of coping with things. But you kind of know if you're really suffering and you try and lie to yourself about it, you sort of know. But again, it's hard to like drop into that intuition if there's no break in the the onslaught of bad feelings. And self-care can provide that little bit of a break. I would just love for us to change the culture that surrounds how people, and especially new mothers and fathers, treat themselves and the roles that we take on to self-sacrifice and to be martyrs and to put everything and everyone else before ourselves. I don't know necessarily the science on this, that if studies have been done to show if that's actually effective, but if you sit and talk with somebody who is at their wit's end, who is having a really hard time, they're not going to say that, yeah, ignoring myself was fine, that it turned out just fine. It's really crucial. If I could extract the guilt from it, if I could extract this idea that it's selfish, that would be so awesome. But we have to do that together. We have to do that as a culture. We have to do that in our conversation. We have to do that with the way that we support each other so that we in our generation in this time here can begin to change the conversation so that our children don't have to go through this too. Or maybe if they're going through it, it's a little less difficult that they can grow up and know and have seen examples for themselves of women and mothers who have taken care of themselves and taking care of their children too. That would be super cool. So again, self-care and noticing what your own needs are, are really an important part of this healing process. And it is going to take some time. And for those of you out there who are feeling the suffering right now, those of us who have been through it and are, are on the other side and are feeling better can tell you that it does get better, but it does take, you know, finding what your pieces are. And some of that is going to be self-care. And there may be other parts that you pull together that really work for you in a way that they might not work for somebody else. It doesn't need to look like anybody else's. Your healing looks like how you need it to look. And it might not look like your neighbor's or the lady on Instagram. And that's fine. And that's totally okay. So I hope that those of you who are able to kind of engage in thinking through what your self-care options are, that you can highlight for yourself like, hey, either, yeah, I'm already doing these couple of things and these really work for me. Or, oops, you know, how that many things on my list. Maybe it's okay for me to go on a walk a couple times a week. Maybe it's okay for me to, you know, in the chaos of the morning when everyone's kind of getting out the door, it's okay for me to sit and eat breakfast for five minutes. Something like that. So here's to hoping that we can all treat ourselves better engage in the self-care that we deserve, allow our healing to happen in the time that it happens, and hold each other up while we're doing that. 
So thanks for being with us today. For this and all episodes of Mom in Mind, please go to momandmind.com. Subscribe so that you have all of the episodes waiting for you for when you're ready to listen to them. Join us in our Facebook group, Mom and Mind Connection, or find us on Twitter and Instagram. Until next time. Thank you for joining us today. Our hope is that you leave here feeling heard, understood, and hopeful. Please share this podcast. Together we can support moms and families so that no one has to deal with this alone. Come and connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Mom and Mind. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. But I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free.